Hey there, you're listening to the How To School for Health Coaches. I'm Julia Sarver, and I created this podcast for health coaches who know they want more. Listen, I've been where you are, excited about building something special, but not sure how to actually make it happen. That's what this podcast is all about, showing you the step-by-step process for launching and growing your thriving coaching practice. It's time to tap into your potential. Let's get into the episode. Hello there, and thank you so much for tuning in to the How to School for Health Coaches. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you're coming back, thank you so much for continuing to listen. I wanted to do something a little bit different for this week's episode of the How-To School for Health Coaches, because I talk to a lot of health coaches who have big passion for building a health coaching business. And I've noticed that some of these coaches don't always have a good sense of what it takes to build a successful coaching practice. And that's where today's episode comes in handy. I want to give you a clear picture of the types of obstacles you'll face as a new business owner and how to overcome them. This way, you'll find that when you're facing one of these, you'll already have a plan of action for what to do. And I'm going to share the five biggest obstacles I've faced in my coaching business over the last 14 years. And of course, I'll share how I got over them. So let's get started with obstacle number one, which is the beginner's jitters. This obstacle is really common and almost everyone experiences. There's a phase of starting our business where we just feel totally out of our league and like we have no idea where to turn next. I remember when I first started, I literally did not know what to do next. It was such a tough phase of my business, and I really felt kind of stupid for not having a better sense of how to build a business. So if this is something you're struggling with, know that it's not just you, and there are ways to move past this. So let's talk about how to overcome the beginner's jitters. So in hindsight, I have a lot of compassion for the person I was 14 years ago. I don't think I can blame myself for not knowing how to start a business. I hadn't had any experience, and I definitely didn't have enough training. There are a couple of strategies that can help you overcome your beginner's jitters. So first, time is going to help. The longer you're in practice and working with clients, the more comfortable you will be doing this work. It's like any other time when we've been the new kid, whether at work or at school, if you give it some time, things do get easier. Another way to get past the beginner's jitters is by focusing less on building things like your website, your social media channels, your logo, your branding, and instead focusing on doing the real work of coaching. I really wish I had done this. Because I didn't know what to do, I ended up just reading more books about nutrition and taking more classes about nutrition. But my business didn't change until I actually focused on learning how to build a business. This is going to help your beginner's jitters too, because you'll start to get a foundation on what to do. I always encourage my clients and people in my community to do less work on their websites and more work on actually working with clients. And this is because when you work with clients, you'll quickly start to feel more confident about the work you're doing, and it will actually make it easier for you to build your website, your social media, and other collateral that's going to help you build your business. Another great way to get over your beginner's nerves is by working with a coach or being part of a coaching group. 
One of the things that can be tough about working for yourself is that there's no one giving you feedback. You really have no idea if you're doing the right thing or not. In a job, you usually have a supervisor who's telling you if you're doing a good job or where you can improve, but it's hard to be your own supervisor. And honestly, it's hard to have a balanced view of the work we're doing. Most coaches and business owners I know are way too hard on themselves. That's why it can be helpful to work with a coach or to be part of a group of coaches and business owners who understand what it is you're going through. And it's something that has really helped me. I'm almost always a part of a mastermind or a coaching group because I still need feedback too. And when I was first starting out, I definitely hired coaches for help just to give me some sense of direction and some guidance and to help me understand how to think about my business so I could actually make some impact, make some growth and have things change. If you're thinking that this sounds like it could be helpful for you, then I would be remiss not to tell you that I offer one-on-one business coaching as well as a planning and accountability group. So if either of these are something that you've been looking to join or looking to add so that you have a better sense of what to do, send me a note at hello at theconfidenthealthcoach.com or over on Instagram where I am at the Confident Health Coach, and we can find a time to chat about what it is you need and how my programs can help. Okay, obstacle number two, not getting the support you need from family and friends. Oh, this one can sting because the amount of excitement we have about our businesses rarely translates over to other people. And it makes sense if you think about it. We all love our own kids or our own pets or even our own favorite vacation spots more than other people do because we have more of an attachment to those things. And the same is true for our businesses. So having family, friends, or even a spouse or a partner who doesn't get what you're doing, it's extremely common. In fact, my own mom still has no idea what I do, and I've been doing this work for 14 years. So take heart. There's nothing wrong with you if the people around you don't really get it. So the way to fix this is by surrounding yourself with people who do get it. As a business owner, this is one of the most important things you can do to ensure your longevity in business. If you're trying to figure this out all on your own, that is a recipe for burnout. As I mentioned in obstacle one, I am always in a group mastermind or group coaching program. I also have lots of friends who are business owners and who I talk to about this work. It has made such a huge difference in my ability to celebrate my wins and work through my losses. So I want to make sure that you have the support that you need So I do have a free group called the Confident Health Coach Community. It's over on Facebook, so you can search that group name and request to join. It's a great place to connect with other people, and I'm actually live there every Monday um, doing a Monday kickstart to give you a piece of business advice to think about and apply for the week. Um, You also can go to theconfidenthealthcoach.com slash insider, and that will take you to that link as well. Okay, let's move on to obstacle number three, which is the messy middle. So the messy middle is a newish idea that has recently gotten a name, 
but it's something that business owners have struggled with for a long, long time. So the messy middle is when things are starting to work in your business, but they're not working well enough for you to think that you've made it or that you're a absolute success. The messy middle can and likely will hit more than once, and it often happens when you're finally starting to get some clients, but the referrals maybe aren't coming as quickly as you'd like. Another place the messy middle can hit is when you start earning enough income to actually make a living, but then you feel like all you're doing is working. Or for me, the messy middle hit when I first started making six figures in my business. At the time, everyone had been talking about how great it was to hit six figures. And don't get me wrong, it was. And there was still a lot I didn't have figured out. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I thought that by the time I hit six figures, I was going to have solved all this stuff. Like I wasn't going to be dealing with these problems anymore. But that's totally not how it happened. The messy middle is often when you're having some success, but you're still figuring out your systems. You can still do more streamlining. Maybe you need to hire somebody. So that is what the messy middle is. And you might be experiencing this in your business or in other parts of your life. So let's talk about how to overcome the messy middle. Well, first, I want to be really honest with you and tell you that you might spend a number of years in the messy middle, and that's normal and that's okay. Perseverance, just straight up stick-to-itiveness, that type of perseverance is a big part of making it through the messy middle. The most important thing you can do when you realize you're in the messy middle is to not give up. You will need to take a step back and take a look at your business as a whole. You are probably going to recognize that the biggest bottleneck in your business is you. I have realized that in my business many, many times. Again, in full transparency, I am still trying to figure out how to not be the bottleneck all the time. But when you're in the messy middle, you will have to take a look and see what's not working. What is the thing in my business that is the most broken right now? What is the thing that is impacting my ability to serve my clients, to get out there and talk about what I'm doing, and also to earn a living? And I'm going to encourage you to be brave and look for that and to fix that first. And every time you're in the messy middle, you're going to have to do this work of looking to see what's broken, what's not working, what needs fixing, what could be smoother, what could be simpler. A big part of the messy middle for me uh, happens when I am trying to overcomplicate things. So I find that when I'm in the messy middle, I need to simplify, I need to streamline, I need to do less overall. So... The messy middle is something that will likely happen, but it is fixable. You just have to be willing to sort of look at what's actually happening, where are things getting stuck, and how you fix that. Obstacle number four is very related to the messy middle, and that is overwhelm. My guess is that you are already very familiar with this idea of overwhelm. I sometimes describe it as that feeling when you're playing in the ocean and you see that a huge wave is coming. You know how sometimes you can see like, oh, here comes a wave and then another wave and oh my gosh, the one behind it is just enormous. So your choices in that moment are to try to make it back to shore, but you know that's likely not going to happen, or to just prepare to get absolutely pummeled out in the ocean. 
That is what overwhelm feels like to me. Like I'm just ahead, but I can see the wave coming. I can see that I'm about to just get pounded. Overwhelm is often a symptom of trying to do too much at once. I know that your to-do list probably feels like it's never ending. And I'm here to tell you that trying to do too much is not a recipe for success. Doing more is not the way. It just isn't. So the way to overcome overwhelm is by doing less. So this is something that if you've been in any of my communities or if you've worked in any of my programs, I am a huge fan of doing less. But when we are committing to doing less, we have to make sure that we're doing the right things. And we have to make sure that we're doing those things well. So this is actually something we talk about a lot in my group program called Profit and Flow. This is a group that I mentioned a little bit earlier. It's the one where we focus on planning and priorities and accountability, and we do it all through the lens of profitability. Are we doing the work that will get us to the income that we're looking for? Because again, for me, earning an income is absolutely tied to having an impact. You have to have the income in order to make the impact. So when you're thinking about overwhelm, you want to look at your to-do list and see which of the tasks that I'm doing are bringing me to a place of having the income that I want. Which of the tasks that I'm doing are working? I mean, this is a question that I think we need to be asking ourselves much more often. Is what I'm doing working? Is it working? It's so simple, but we often can spin ourselves into circles, trying new things, trying things for not long enough that we never really get a sense of what's working and what isn't. When you are in a place of overwhelm, this is a time to be ruthless with your to-do list and to focus only on doing the things that are going to move you to the next step in your business. And I will tell you that that next step is almost always related to bringing in income. Almost always. It's almost never about picking brand colors, picking a logo, picking a business name. And it's almost always about how am I going to sign more clients. So I want to give you permission today, if you are in this place of overwhelm, to look through your to-do list and to get really honest, to get radically honest about what is on there that is actually helping you earn more income and work with more clients. I also want to give you permission to cross out anything that's a distraction anything that's on there because you feel like it should be on there or because this other person is doing that thing but you don't really want to or because some internet guru said that was the answer, it is 100% okay. It's actually 100% ideal to scratch all of that off and to not do it. So again, in my experience, the best way to overcome overwhelm is by simply doing less and by getting more focused on doing the right things that will actually bring you clients and bring you income. And again, if you're feeling like you want some support with this, I would love to talk to you about Profit and Flow. It's a membership program. We meet almost every week, and you will find that there is actually um, a lot of support in that group for a pretty minimal financial investment. So again, you can email me at hello at theconfidenthealthcoach.com 
or you can send me a DM on Instagram at The Confident Health Coach. Okay, let's move to obstacle number five, our final obstacle, which is burnout. Burnout is that feeling of not wanting to do anything. Often burnout can bleed from our business into the rest of our lives. So burnout happens when we are doing too much in our business, when we are not getting enough support from people around us, from being in a group that can be helpful. And also burnout happens when we're not getting enough success. What's a really common one for the coaches who are in my communities is that they feel like they have been running on a hamster wheel and just getting nowhere, not getting clients, not having any success. So burnout is really the precursor to the death of your business. I know a lot of people who burn out and then they quit. And I totally get it because burnout is a really tough place to be. It's a place where I have been. I am sure I will be there again. I really do my best to avoid burnout um, by doing a couple of things. So one is, like I was just saying in obstacle number four, I don't do very much in my business. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't work hard. I work very hard. But my to-do list is extremely streamlined so that I'm really only focusing on the things that have impact in my business. This is something that is so, so, so important. Because if you have a to-do list that is pages and pages and pages long, and you're you know doing a little task over here and a little task over there and never seeing anything change, Well, that's the perfect way to hit burnout. And frankly, that's what I did in the past that led me to burnout. So when you're doing less, you are going to find that you are less likely to experience burnout because you aren't in a situation where you just are doing 5 million things at once. But you also want to make sure that you're building space into your business and life so that instead of always responding to burnout, we're making a good effort to prevent burnout. So I am a huge fan of taking time away from work on a regular basis and truly disconnecting. I always take the last two weeks of the year off. I love Christmas time. I love being with my family then. I almost never open my computer during that time. I also spend a lot of time in the summer with my family. We live in a beautiful region. We love camping. And I love going to a campsite where there is no Wi-Fi, where there is no cell signal, so that even if I wanted to work, I wouldn't be able to. I find that these true breaks from work make a huge difference in my ability to stay focused and in my ability to actually be productive. So I want to encourage you, if you are not in a place of building time off into your calendar, pull up your calendar as soon as you're done listening to this podcast and block some time and then stick to it. And if you feel like, oh, I can't take a whole week, that's fine. Take a day. Start with what you can do and add more as it makes sense. I'm also a big fan of taking time away from my life to focus on my work. And I actually do think that this is a burnout prevention strategy. So I love to do these working vacations where I will rent, you know, an Airbnb or I'll go to a hotel with the explicit intention of getting ahead at work. So I might go and I might record a bunch of podcast episodes, or I might go and I might write a new webinar that's coming in the next quarter, or I might go and I might create all the content for something new I'm offering, or I might go and update the content of something I already offer. 
But it's really great to be able to step outside of my regular life, to not be worried about my kids, to not be worried about the laundry, um, cleaning, feeding the cat, all that stuff. It's really good to step away and to have space where the only person I have to care for is myself and the only thing I have to think about is my business. So that's another strategy that I think is really important. Um, You don't have to go far to do that. I usually don't go very far. I just give myself some protected space and some protected time to get more done so that I am less likely to have that feeling that I was talking about in Obstacle 4 of the tidal wave that's about to just wipe me out entirely. Um, Another thing that I do that I do almost every day is something that I call walking about it. So anytime I'm struggling with something, I'll walk about it. So I try to go on a walk every day and and I head outdoors and I go for a walk without headphones in, without listening to an audiobook or a podcast. It's just me and my thoughts. And I find that this is the best way for me to solve problems, for me to come up with new ideas, and for me to just get some mental space. When you are running a business, the amount of creative space that is required to simply run your business on a day-to-day basis. It is overwhelming when you really think about it. So I'm a big fan of doing what we can to prevent burnout. Now, there's a couple of other things I do to help me prevent burnout. One is that I exercise every single day, every day. Sometimes it's just an easy yoga class in the morning. Often it's something that's a little bit more rigorous, but I find that getting my exercise in every day helps me prevent burnout because it helps manage my stress. And also I feel so much better after I've gotten a workout in. I'm also really committed to my meditation practice. And something that really helps me as a business owner is to meal plan. Now I know this is something that a lot of us talk to our clients about, but What I find is that at the end of the day, I've really hit decision fatigue. So any of the places in my life where I can make a decision in advance, where I can do some planning, where I can do some preparation, it really helps me be successful in my business because then I'm not coming home and being super grumpy. I'm not coming home and being mad that I have to decide what's for dinner. And when I feel more rested at home, then of course I'm going to be more rested when I get to work the next day. So I really want you to think about burnout as more than just what's happening in your business. Are you feeling balanced in your life overall? Do you need more time for yourself? When is the last time you took a break? When is the last time you watched a movie on a Tuesday afternoon because you could and because you wanted the rest? So thinking about burnout in this sort of bigger picture, what do you need to do to keep yourself feeling good, to keep yourself feeling like you have the energy stores that you need to show up at work and to be successful there? So this was a little bit of a different podcast episode, wasn't it? But I actually had a lot of fun talking about this. I really hope that you found it helpful Um, And this is something that I think we should keep talking about because these obstacles are things you are going to face in your business and you'll probably face them more than once. It's going to come up over and over again that you find a family member or a friend who's not supportive of you or where you feel overwhelmed again or where you feel like you're heading towards burnout again. 
So I want to invite you again to join my free community, the Confident Health Coach Community. It's over on Facebook. You can search that name or you can search uh, theconfidenthealthcoach.com slash insider. You can just put that in your search bar on your browser and that'll take you to that link as well. I also would love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at the confident health coach. Now, don't forget if you want some support, please ask for it. Please ask for help, whether it's me or someone else. I really do encourage you to find the support you need so that your business can have the longevity that you're hoping for. I would be happy to chat with you about my programs and whether any of them might be helpful to you. So just send me a message at hello at theconfidenthealthcoach.com. You can send me an email there or you can message me on Instagram at theconfidenthealthcoach. And if you liked the podcast today, it would mean so much to me if you could like, follow, or subscribe because then you'll never miss an episode. I would also be so grateful if you could just take a minute to rate the podcast right now because this tells Apple and the other podcast players that this is a helpful program and it's going to show it to more people. And if you wanted to write a review, I would love it so much. I really do love hearing what's helpful for people. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for all your support. I'll be back next week.